I'm going to start it right now. Okay. Welcome back to Asinine Radio, a weekly podcast where we talk about music and, well, that's pretty much it. So, uh, let's go! This is Asinine Radio. This is the weekly music podcast where every week we get into our fearless beer review, then we get into our vinyl pickups that leads into our songs of the week, and then we wrap it up with some new music and other happenings in the music world. But this is a special episode, so we're also going to give our top fives of the year. So our top five albums that were released this year, our top five favorite vinyl pickups we got, and our top five episodes of the pod. So that's always a fun one. So stay yeah. tuned for that one. Uh, while you're listening, go to Apple Podcasts, rate, review, and subscribe to us on there. Follow us on social media at Asinine Radio. We have a Discord server if you want to join that. Hit us up. We'll send you the link. We also have a phone number you can call. Leave us a voicemail. Send us a text. The phone number is 503-893-5307. If you didn't already know, my name is Tyler. And way out there, hundreds of miles away, it's Jeff. Now, let's, uh, now, now, now that we're done with the boring intro, let's get boring. right into our fearless beer review. What do you got? I have a seltzer. It is a Bud Light seltzer sour. Seltzer sour? Yeah, these came in like three packs. And this one is lemon, but there's also like watermelon and there's a blueberry one. And this one seemed like the most or the least amount of disgusting. (laughs) Friend of the pod Sloan bought these, of course. And he says they're really good. He let me smell one of them and it smelled like... The green, yeah, it's so freaking good. The green one smelled like a, uh, um, you know, those candies that had the car, the caramel in the middle, and the green stuff on the outside, the lollipops. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. It smelled exactly like that. That's, and, that sounds good. Yeah, those are fucking delicious. But then Renee tried one, and she generally likes seltzers and has a high tolerance for these some of the bad seltzers. And she uh, drank one and then barfed. She really no way. Yeah, she threw it up. <laughs> So, <laughs> so here we here we go with this one. This, um, yeah, it's four uh, percent. No, five percent. Ooh, fiver. Well, it yeah. is early in the day. We are recording pretty early. God damn, I know it's noon. Yeah, it's noon we, somewhere, we right? Record at like seven p.m., eight o'clock at night. But yeah, here we go. So That's what we I got, got a, a fiver right there. Mm-hmm. So. I have something from a local, very local brewery called Brewery X, fairly new one, opened up a couple years ago. This is in collaboration with the Anaheim Ducks, the hockey team. It's called Duck Beer. It's the official Anaheim Ducks fan beer. It's a blonde ale, 5%, and uh, yeah, this is smells really bad. It smells terrible, <laughs> actually. I just so smell mine, and it smells gross, too. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not really looking forward to this. Mine actually smells like rotten fruit. It really does. That's what that fucking smell is. <laughs> That's, That's disgusting. So that is disgusting. Yeah, let's uh here, here we go to here we go, it's yeah. noon, baby. Okay. That is fucking weird. I don't know, this is a weird one. This is a weird one. Okay, before we give our um our descriptions, we're also gonna rate it with our world famous three point rating system where 
Three is a perfect beer. Two is a good beer you're going to continue to drink. One is a bad beer, but give it a shot. And zero is just, uh, it's a drain pour. So what do you what do you think of your Seltzy? It's very sour. It's really sour. Like, this is easily the most sour beer I've ever had. And really? not like not like in a sour beer sense, but like in a warhead sense. Ooh. It's just aggressive. I kinda so, like that. So that part is is good. But there is some some weird like notes I'm getting like in the nose. Uh huh. I, I I don't know what it is, but it's not good. Okay. But the sour part is really good because it tastes like candy. But it's almost like like malty or something or Ooh. Like you have me at some points, and then you say things like malty, and I just think uh, that sounds terrible now. Yeah, I don't like a seltzer shouldn't be malty. Yeah, I don't know what that is, but that part ain't good. So this is <laughs> this is a this is a this is a one. Okay, a solid. This one. is a one. Yeah, I was really excited because um, at first it was really sour, and I could really taste the lemon, and it was good. But then that I don't know that that thing in the nose just just got me, and it's it's still there. <laughs> and I can. Smell it, taste it. Yeah, that does not sound good at all. Ugh. Okay, so with my uh, my my blonde ale, my duck beer, this is not this is not a very good lager. It's not like when I want a lager, I want something refreshing. Like a Budweiser is very refreshing. A Coors Light is very f- refreshing. Those are like good lagers. You know, they're big beer, but they're good lagers. And this is just a little just thick for a lager it doesn't taste thick or malty oh yeah i don't know i can't even explain it it smells terrible but (laughs) it's not a bad it's not a terrible taste it kind of reminds me of like um cigarettes almost like the the aftertaste has like a very very faint cigarette um taste to it which is weird but i don't know with that (laughs) i'm gonna have to give this a 1.75 it's not terrible but I don't think I'd really ever go back to it. Okay. Yeah, this is a weird one. I think maybe if I was like at it at the brewery and I had it like fresh out of the tap and just hanging out with friends, it might it might be different. But just right now, I just I don't really care for it. Not for me. Oi! So I did check Beer Advocate, and our boy Raul did not leave a review for this. Uh, that's it's because there's no. It's not even in Beer Advocate. This beer's not even on there. So there's nothing there. And I didn't look at your seltzer, but I don't think you normally rate seltzers. So these are these are still pretty new. Like there's only 170 check-ins on untapped for my beer. Oh, okay. Yeah, so that it's probably not on beer advocate. Or Raul's probably had not had it. So Yeah. There you go. This has a lot of I think that mine has a lot on untapped, but obviously not on beer beer advocate. For Ducks fans only, babe boy. Yep, 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 yep. Okay. So let's move on to uh, our vinyl pickups. What did you what did you what did you get this week, or what have you listened to this week? Ugh, tastes grosser now. <laughs> All right, so I was plowing through my my backlog, and I'm done with my first listen backlog. So I'm I, mean, I thought I was gonna get through like a lot. My second listen, and then I got sick, and I couldn't really do anything. And then I was just watching like a lot of movies. I was catching up with my Marvel, and so yeah. I um, just didn't listen to a lot of records. So right. here we are. But the first got, thing like, is, thing? no, I got, I got a couple things. I got a couple things. I got a couple things. Got a couple. First things first, I decided to keep is 21 Pilots. What? 21 Pilots. They're on Vessel. This is their third album. 
and their first on Fueled by Ramen. This is the album that came out before the next album that has like their biggest hits on it, which are mm-hmm. pretty bad. But <laughs> yeah. this one, this one, I, I was I was trying to sell at multiple record shows, and it's on clear vinyl, and I was trying to just like give it away for like ten dollars, and it goes for like twenty, twenty five, and like nobody wanted it, and it's still in the shrink. And so then I was just like, fuck, I'm just going to listen to it because it's been sitting in, like, since, like, the first record show I've done, it's been sitting in my garage. And so I'm just going to listen to it. Let's, I'm just curious. And it was pretty fucking good. It's like a perfect blend of emo pop or indie rock and alternative hip hop. It's so damn what? good. It's alternative hip hop? <laughs> Dude, well, I mean, I guess they're, the stuff I've heard is kind of more pop rap, pop hip hop or something. Their, their biggest singles definitely don't do this group justice whatsoever. And they're okay. they're pretty deep, like considering who they are. Like their lyrics deal a lot with like melancholy themes and and sort of like masked behind this uber poppy instrumentation. Their sort of Christian lyrics are also not quite as one dimensional. They're not preachy. Mm-hmm. They're not constantly talking about how much they love God, but it's more of like a why does this happen if I believe this and are my beliefs really what I should be believing because these things keep happening. And it's actually really deep and really cool. And the hip hop element flows super nice. Like it wanders in when it needs to and doesn't even stay for the entirety of the song, maybe just a verse. And it stays just long enough for this group to be considered a hip hop group. But then it leaves and goes back into just like emo indie pop. Weird. Very weird. I was fucking really surprised at how, (laughs) <laughs> how much I enjoyed this album. I was very surprised. I don't think I'm going to go past this. This is their third album, so I won't go past this because I know like their their biggest song I think is stressed out. And then but I will go to their first and second album and see what those sound like. How many albums do they have? I think I think last year or the year before they came out with like their seventh or eighth. Well, I didn't think that they had that many. They they have a lot. I just man, some there's like everything past this is just dumb. Like that song stressed out where they talk about the good dope days. <laughs> oh yeah, that song is fucking terrible. It's so stupid. It's so bad. Oh, but just yeah. just reading like a not like a lot, but just reading about some of this stuff is or, or some of the uh, some some of the reviews on these guys. A lot of people have the same complaints: is that their biggest singles are like shit, and these guys are a lot better than how they lead on through their singles. I wonder if the the big single, the big singles, the albums that those are on, I wonder if the rest of the album is good. Or or if it's just like the singles that are kind of stupid, kind of like Sugar Ray. You know, in the early days, <laughs> they had like Fly, but then the rest of the album didn't sound anything like it. Or Every Morning didn't sound like anything really like the rest of the record. Something like that. I, I, I don't Not think to I say would... that Fly and Every Morning are bad because those are great songs, right. but... I mean, you, you get what I mean. I definitely wouldn't get my hopes that high, but I this is definitely worth checking out. This okay, is for sure I, worth checking out. <laughs> and you've listened to it twice. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Wow. Yep. I never, I never would have thought you would be, you would ever get into this at all. This was, yeah. This was, um, like I said, it's been sitting in my garage for months, like six, eight, nine months. <laughs> and nobody wants it and i think nobody wants it because it's not the the good dope days album oh my god and so nobody even knows oh, what god, it I is i remember hearing that all the time 
That's terrible. I, it's I fucking, fucking terrible. hate that song so much. And it's just two it, guys, and, and they do, like, they I write know. everything. It's just the drummer, essentially, and then the guy that sings. And they're so popular. Like, they play these big-ass festivals, too. They headline these festivals. And then I was reading I some, some, like, interviews that they did, just, like, three interviews that they would do, and they're really nice, and they're really humble, and they... and. People like or the interviewers will, will say like, "What do you think about your success?" And he's like, "I don't fucking get it." He's like, "It's really cool, and I'm really <laughs> thankful, but I mean, I don't think anybody deserves to have this much success or fame." And like, they're I don't know, they're really humble and really cool. It makes me like them more. That is. I uh, w- when I used to listen to Blink One Fifty Five when it was still Blink One Fifty Five, Josiah used to talk about Twenty One Pilots all the time and how good they were. Well, and I never, I never believed him because he's kind of, he's a little different. But now you're saying it's great. I don't even know. I don't even know what to think. <laughs> Dude, I was so surprised. I don't even know why I put this on. It was for some reason. I just decided let's just let's just see what's going on. Let's let's just see what's happening here. And I was. Is it going to be one of those things where? You're talking about it now, and then we do it on the pod. No, this is listen. why. No, that po- poison is a reason why I listen to things twice now. <laughs> and I don't just listen to it like twice in a row. I I listen to it and then I put it in the second backlog pile, and then I listen to it again weeks later. So we'll never we'll never experience another thing like what happened with poisoned. No, with poison. No, 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 no. That's no, good no, then. No. That's good then. There are there one. are contingencies in place now. <laughs> <laughs> you were so embarrassed. You had to put all these other uh, these fail safes in. That's that's that is exactly why I do this now. The the two listen throughs. That was unbelievable. I could not believe that I thought that was that good. <laughs> and it just goes to show you that like um whatever mood you're in or or whatever is happening can greatly influence how good you think an album is. Mm-hmm. Yep. So I must have just be on a, on a high that day because yeah, damn a hair metal high. Fuck. <laughs> yeah uh, okay what else you got then um another thing i got is this group called taos t-a-o-s and okay this is just another thing that i thought the cover looked interesting and i couldn't find like damn near anything about this group online and this is um this is i think their only album from 1971 and it's this weird blend of psychedelic and kind of pop and mm-hmm. like the best way I can describe it is think like the band Cake, think their music, their instrumentation blended with like Beatles melodies and vocal styles, but not Very sounding like the Beatles. It's really so not good. As good. Yeah. No, this is there this is better than the Beatles. Beatles are trash. <laughs> Garbage. Beatles are trash. That was my Scottish slash English accent. <laughs> that was great. That was great. It's, this is this is really really good though, and it's really good. It's really unique. I've really heard nothing like this before. Wait, was this in a in a pile, or did you just find it at Aldo's or something? Mm. It was in a pile. I'm done with this beer. I can't do it. It's fucking disgusting. I know. I do. I'm I'm over oh. this beer right now too. Damn, threw that one up. This is why Renee barfed. Dude, this is bad. <laughs> oh God, it's not even sour anymore. Where the sour go? It's <laughs> gone. Ugh. Uh, what else you got for your? What are your backies? Oh, I'm pouring a Corona White right now as we speak. You kidding Oof. me right now? You joking my ass, dude? You know I don't joke. I'm gonna murk this bitch with limes too. Get that taste out my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Idiot. Oh. So yeah, the uh, the bass in this album is super squirrely and it's all over the place. Like 
I again I couldn't find like anything besides just their their names, but mm-hmm. I would think that this bass player is like some type of jazz trained musician of how good he is at the bass. And it was it there's was, no info on him. Just just the name, and then you Google the name, and it's just you know Brian Johnson or something, and fifty million people. Oh, pop super up. generic. Yeah. yeah, but but then I was reading more about like the band name and where they're from, and I guess Taos is a town in New Mexico still mm-hmm. to this day but in like the 60s it was some sort of like mecca for hippies and then the hippies developed like their own commune either like on the outskirts of Taos or in town and it was so big that they even got like their own local newspaper and like their own security oh, force shit. and they owned, they built like their own library and it was just like this this hippie commune and these guys all met while living at this commune and formed this band hmm. <laughs> That was fucking cool. Yeah, that's very interesting. So bizarre. And and Taos, the the New Mexico town. I think that's where Gary Johnson's from. Gary. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah. So Weird. you know, yeah, check it out if you ever uh, don't come across. Is this. it even on Spotify? No, it's not on. I mean, it's probably on Nowhere? YouTube, but no, I didn't see it on Spotify. What's the name of the album again? Taos. T a o s. Taos. T a o s. And it's just band pretty generic cover just shows him standing there on the cover and oh i see it yeah yeah it's on here the full album 1970 35 minutes long it's on spotify yeah no no no, youtube sorry it's on youtube yeah that's a good one it's a good one i was i was surprised okay i'm kind of interested in this only has three thousand views or three thousand listens i guess nobody knows nobody knows them except for you nobody knows I, i guess i would have pick this out of the out of a bin too if i saw it with this album artwork it's not it's not overly crazy and it's not too generic it's enough to pick up yeah I, there's there's just so much like literally i like my hand just selling records and collecting records i've touched like i've probably touched damn near ten thousand records since we started doing this <laughs> and so i'm just going through things and and Things that look moderately interesting, I put off to a pile on the side. Anything that even just looks remotely interesting, band name, cover art, anything, just put off to the side. And, and usually my, my side pile will have, you know, a couple hundred in it. And then mm-hmm. as I'm organizing records, I will go through that side pile and I'll play like one song on Spotify, if they even have an album on Spotify. And if that one song catches me, even in the slightest, I'll keep the album. And then I'll keep everything that I ever see by that band in the same lot. So like the Johnny Winter stuff, like I, I listened to one Johnny Winter uh, or song and it was really fucking good. And so I ended up keeping like eight Johnny Winter albums. <laughs> Quite the process now. Yeah. And it's just, uh, it's, I mean, eventually I'll purge most of it because even though it, it's good now, like I'm not going to listen to fucking eight Johnny Winter albums over and over and over. Yeah. I'm just not going to do it. Yeah. But that's, you know, that's just how, that's, that's, that's how I do things. That's how I do. This is how we it's do good. It's a good way of doing it. Yeah. Find out a lot of new shit. That's for sure. And that's what we've done with this this record collecting. It's really cool. It it's is. Really cool stuff. It's fucking unreal. And it's giving giving new light to these bands that probably never even got to see the light of day to begin with. Yeah, and who would have thought, you know, 40, 50 years after they put out these records, somebody would be listening, like find them randomly and start listening. <laughs> it's kind of a cool thought, you know? Yeah. These guys just fall into obscurity like that red norvo guy that i brought to the pot a few weeks ago 
You know, he just kind of in the seventies, he just disappeared and that was it. Like never had any success after that. Yeah. And that's, that's another, I don't know, complaint that I, I rebuttal with is when the older generation, the boomers say how, how music was so much better in their day. And then, because my mom says it all the time, music was just so much better when I was a kid. I'm like, first of all, you're not even that old. Like, you, didn't, you didn't grow <laughs> up in like the 60s, okay? So relax. Yeah. But when people say that, I, I start bringing up these bands that they've never like heard of. I said, oh, you ever heard of like this band? No, this band, no. Okay, there's just as many bands back then that even got like labels and, and put yeah, out a record yeah. that no one ever heard of because they weren't very good. Like, exactly. So there was... Just even like some of the big hits, even some of the big hits, they're not even good. Look at all the shit that came out in the eighties. Like, look at disco. Whoa, garbage. Whoa, garbage. Whoa, garbage. It's not all garbage. It's it's pretty much all garbage. It's like ninety nine point eight percent garbage. That's, no, I would say it's like eighty percent garbage. <laughs> Dude, Casey and the Sunshine Band, not garbage. The uh, bulk of the Village People, not garbage. Saturday uh, Night Fever, not garbage. You had you had me you had me on Village People, you had me on Casey and the Sunshine Band. So let, let's say ninety ten, ninety percent bad, ten percent good. Let's just go with that. That that's a fair compromise right there. <laughs> I don't have to compromise anything. And don't bring this Abba shit up either. Abba was never that great. They were never great, but they had some bangers. Nah. What do you mean? Abba has bangers. <laughs> You gotta be joking. You joke on my ass right now. I, you know, I don't joke asses. Okay, that's what I don't do. That's never what we're have, gonna do. Will. We're gonna do an Abba album. <laughs> Mama There's Mia. a bad idea. Here I go again. My my. Oh, I hate that song. But see, you like you like these really bad musicals. <laughs> so that's why you like that song. Oh, I love musicals. So good. <laughs> Not even good musicals. Ugh. I like all musicals, baby. Uh, Lay them okay. on me. All right, well, that's it. That's all I got. <laughs> that's this all you is, got? That okay. leads into my my weekly pick, and that saves the day. From uh, I picked the, the song All-Star Me, opens the album. This is from from uh, 99, second album. Mm-hmm. The album's called Through Being Cool. And this is when they really went into the pop punk stuff. Not that they weren't not pop punk before this, but they were a little bit more... They were a little heavier before this, and you can still kind of hear some of the heaviness, especially in the guitars and their tone. You can hear some of the heaviness lingering over, similar in like mm-hmm. a newfound glory kind of sense, just not like in a hardcore like newfound glory did yeah. better. But you can kind of still hear some of the aggressiveness in this album. And um, say today, man, this is they came out a little bit before newfound glory, and they they were fucking good. They were really good, and this. This is a pretty influential album to to the pop punk community. And um I mean besides like Blink, Saves mm-hmm. a Day, this album inspired a lot of would be pop punkers. Of of like the 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 follow boy type of pop punk. Yeah, I remember a lot of people in our scene like this band. I never I never got into them really, but they definitely were popular, that's for sure. And uh I mean Chris Conley, the 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 singer, almost got canceled this year for being a weirdo texting a, his ex a lot of just aggressively weird things like i miss you i miss you i miss you like a hundred times an hour and calling her like 
every single minute and then even sending her pictures of like a countdown when the next time he would call her just really weird shit what the hell that's bizarre <laughs> and then he apologized really and said strange. he did it and was just like yeah i've been battling alcohol and i fucked up bad i'm sorry but i did it i'm seeking help so he kind of kind of saved himself by accepting responsibility and, and trying to move forward so that was that was a close call so i think it's okay yeah, he, that we listen to this he saved the day on it for he himself. saves the day baby but damn dude this album is so fucking good and they were like 19 when this came out if you look at the cover art oh my god oh yeah it's very uh i felt very high school <laughs> dude when I, when I bought that i bought this the same day i bought pantera <laughs> and then i bought your public enemy and then i bought this <laughs> And then the guy at, at Grace, he's like, oh, you got a lot of good stuff here. I was like, yeah, even saves a day? He's like, well, you got other good <laughs> stuff here. Because <laughs> it's just so awkward, man. It's just, they look so young and I'm so I'm too old to be listening to this shit. <laughs> and the picture is like at a house party, like a high school house party. Oh, it's so dumb. <laughs> but these guys came from the hardcore scene. Like they, that's how they started. They started in the hardcore scene. And then Chris Conley just has a complete opposite hardcore voice and yeah. so they, they how many albums do they have before this just just one oh, okay yeah just just one before this i think they had an ep before that which was uh it's like i said still not hardcore but it's definitely a lot harder than this yeah yeah but this song okay. this song's this song's fucking rad i love this song not my favorite Save the Day song but it's good it's a giddy is your favorite Save of the day song on this record yeah, I would say it's 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 a it's a tie with this one in the vast so, spoils of America. Well, which one do you want to play? Well, the play play the one I fucking put. Well, which one do you want to play? I'll play the one I fucking put. Why don't you play the one? Okay. Put it. Here's a here's a all star me from the saves the days. star me from saves the day this is a very short song too yeah it's like a little less than two minutes it's very catchy this is this is just very legit punk uh pop punk that's what this is it's good it's so good it was good uh, I saw I'm, not, I'm not a not a big uh pop punk fan but it's good I, I saw them they played uh they they headline for it was I am the avalanche Bayside and then saves the day for one of those like AP tours, and I saw him at the Glass House. Yeah, I went with Renee. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah, and obviously I am the Avalanche fucking slayed. They killed it. 
And then this is yeah. kind of when I was getting into Bayside, but I was still mad because I didn't like Bayside, but Renee like loves Bayside. So just by force of nature, I started to like Bayside. And they did a really good job. They they put on a good show. And then Sazie they came on and and I told Renee like, oh, just get fucking get ready to have your mind blown. This band's so fucking good. And <laughs> dude, he, <laughs> I don't know if he's all because I've seen him before. I don't remember him. Yeah. I don't remember him being this nasally live. And my God, after the first fucking song, I, I was like, we got to get a drink or something. This is not working out. This is this is bad. <laughs> I did not like it at all. And but I wanted to stay and, and hear him play at your funeral. At the end, so we fucking end up going like to the top of the glass house, the second deck, you know, and then just just drinking yeah, because yeah. I couldn't stand his fucking voice. <laughs> it, was, it was it was it was one of the more disappointing moments in my uh, my music career there. <laughs> I don't I don't know if that's really happened with me where I've gone to see a band and was just expecting so much and oh no, brand new, brand new. The second time I saw them was the biggest disappointment I've ever experienced at a concert. Is that when he yelled at everybody? Is where he yelled at everybody. He was acting like a brat, pouting. (laughs) No, no lights on stage, so you couldn't even see the band play. Well, at least like that's a deliberate thing that he did. To to, no, that was self sabotage. His Conley's voice was just holy shit. That was bad. (laughs) And you know what's great? Okay, so at the brand new show, I knew other people who were there, and I talked to them after the show, and they were talking about how amazing the show was. And I was thinking in my mind Mm because that's where I usually think. Um, I don't know what the fuck if we saw the same show or what. <laughs> yeah, it was terrible. Oh, and but then that was also the show I saw a girl get hogtied by the security. That was awesome. That, that was, was cool. so funny. They tackled the girl and hogtied. They fucking tackled her to the ground and hogtied her. It was the best. Oh, I loved it. She was such a bitch too. I, I, I don't <laughs> think I've ever seen anybody be hogtied at a concert. She was, dude, because she was out of control. She was like punching and kicking them like. It took like a bunch of the security guards to take her down. That yeah, was wild. That was the best part of the show. Yeah, there you go. There was something good there. Yeah. But that sucks about Saves the Day. I mean, when you go to see a band that you really like and they just disappoint, yeah. It was it was it was really, really bad. I mean he was the only member of the band up until like their third album anyway. The only original member. They've gone through so many different people. So uh, at that at that point it was just yeah, I don't know. Is it even the same band? You know, yeah. I kind of hate that when there's only one original member in a band, because and then they have like thirty different members throughout the years. It's stupid. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess I, the reason why I like Saves the Day is because of their sound. I think they're incredibly bouncy, but I do think that their guitars are generally crunchier and, and heavier and more distorted than a lot of other pop punkers, save for like Newfound Glory. Newfound Glory is like the only other pop punk band that I think have really aggressively distorted guitars and, and, and mm-hmm. that sound where it, it, they could be a hardcore band. Yeah. When they have the really chuggy guitars as well. So it's not just the, the distortion. It's the, just how they play. It's just very kind of almost Metallica like yeah. with the chugging. But Save the day does do things like that. Often. There were parts in this song that, that remind me a little bit of refused. The guitar playing, not vocals, but the guitar playing. Show was kind of cool. There you go. Was this, I'm a big refusedman. Was this song enough for you to listen to this album? I I I give it a listen. I give it a listen. I do it on the pod for sure. Do it on the pod. Oh, okay. but yeah, I'll give it a listen. Is it on your list? The, your to do list? I don't think it is. Okay. But I'm gonna add okay. it. We could do it. There you go. 
our the, our our to do list is long for both of us. Our to do list is very long. <laughs> but that means we're, we we if we go through everything that's on the list, we have at least probably fifty or sixty episodes left of the podcast. That's if we go through everything and not anything else. Yeah. So we could we could be going for quite a while, at least another year of potting we have in us. We could be going forever. We haven't done. We haven't. <laughs> we could. Yeah. Anything like new, really? I mean. Yeah, I don't know. or redoing stuff, or doing you know different albums from like doing another Black Sabbath album, or doing another Blink album, or something. You know, I mean, at, at some at, at some point, do. Joe Rogan will have to stop doing his thing, and then we will become the <laughs> the most tenured podcast on Spotify. It's true, and then Sp- uh, Spotify will pay us to be exclusive to the platform, and then we'll be five hundred million dollars richer. Or, or they'll send us a letter saying, you guys are taking up way too much space on our platform with all of your <laughs> shit. Please stop doing this. <laughs> oh, man. That'd be so good. That'd be just as good as $500 million. Well, that wouldn't be as good. That'd be good, but not that good. <laughs> all right. Is that all you got with saves today? Yeah. Okay. Uh, Vinyl-wise, for me, I've only listened to one thing this week. One, one new thing this week. It's been... A long week with Christmas and all that crap and finishing up my old job. So I haven't had a ton of time to listen to vinyl. And when I have, I've been wanting to listen to some stuff I haven't heard in a while. So this one new thing that I have, which is actually my song of the week, comes from Led Zeppelin. Uh, I picked up their live record, The Song Remains the Same. So this is the soundtrack to the movie, or I guess just live performance, really. And uh, this was recorded... July 27th through the 29th of 1973 at Madison Square Garden and then it was not released until 1970 September 1976. Uh the vinyl has what is it like 14 or 13 songs or 12 songs or something like that, but then the CD reissue adds like six more. So that's kind of cool too. I like that. I like that they added like a bunch of more songs, like a lot more, like an extra 40 minutes of music to the Spotify version. Yeah. But my vinyl my vinyl is just the original run and uh you know days of confused is fucking long as hell i don't know if the the vinyl version is as long as the spotify one but the spotify one is 28 minutes and i don't think this one is days of confused sits on one side of of an lp but i don't know if it's the full 28 minutes i didn't count i think i didn't look so i mean i guess depending on when when, when it was pressed i think generally you look at about 24 minutes per side that's what I thought too. So maybe probably 25. not. Yeah, maybe not the whole thing. Yeah, which is fine. I mean, twenty minutes. <laughs> no, it's trash. If you're not if you're not doing twenty <laughs> minutes of days in the fuse, you're trash. And then of course you know it has Moby Dick, which is just a drum sure. solo, a glorified drum solo, which is great. It, it's if you like Led Zeppelin, you're gonna like this. You're gonna live, love their live stuff. It's just too fucking good. Have you seen though that this did not get like glowing reviews? It, it kind of got shit oh, on. Yeah. And I yeah. don't understand. I think this is fucking great. I think it's exactly what we wanted from a live Zeppelin album. They don't. There's no like these crazy long jam sessions where they, where they're noodling or anything. It's just the three guys are being really tight with each other and letting everything just really play out slowly and dramatically. This is just so damn good. I mean, Robert Plant sounds a little bit different, obviously. Ah, fuck Robert Plant. I'm over but, that guy. I mean, it, so- it still sounds really good. There's sloppy moments, but. Jimmy Page has always been sloppy. He's known for his slop. Yes. That's the band. So, That's Zeppelin. Yeah, it is Zeppelin. Yeah, they're, they've never been super, super tight. They've never been perfect, They just which they, is so great. They, they, 
they build off each other's sloppiness. Yeah, exactly. And that's exactly. because they have JPJ there to essentially hold them together. <laughs> what a fucking great bass player. Fuck. He really he was. was like, he, he was, because Bonham, like, you, you can't control Bonham. Bonham just does Bonham. And, and you're right, Jimmy Page is very sloppy sometimes because he tries new things that sometimes don't work out. But he's in fucking mm-hmm. care. That becomes his sound. JPJ yeah. was there to to harness both of their powers and then and then bring them <laughs> together to make a cohesive sound. He was the one that I you usually hear like drummers are the thing that hold a band together. I, like they're the glue of the band, but no, JPJ was the glue of the band. His bass plan was the glue because sometimes Bonham he would just go too crazy, which is fine, which is great. But he always had something to fall back on and that was JPJ. Yeah. Yes. It was good. Great stuff. So I'm going to play a little bit of the title song. The song remains the same because this rendition, like every other song on here, is amazing. And it's probably like the shortest song on here at like six minutes or something. So uh, here we go. The song remains the same from the Led Zeppelins. Just the song remains the same. There you go. The song remains the same from Led Zeppelin and Jimmy Page's guitar tone on this live version blows his guitar tone out of the water from Houses of the Holy. Like it just, it just gives this song a whole different character. It's it's just so much crunchier and more full sounding than the record. I, I love it. And it's I, fantastic. Another reason why I don't understand why this got such, it didn't get shitty reviews. It just didn't get like normal Zeppelin from this era reviews. Yeah, it had to have been because they all played kind of sloppy. That, that that has to be it. Oh, it's so good, though. It's very good. I, I I think it's fucking fantastic. I love it. Yeah. So that's all I got. That's all I got for my vinyl this week. Yeah, very short sure. one for me. That's yeah. a good one, though. I know, I know. I have quite a bit of, of uh, backlog. I got a few more things this last week, so I just haven't listened to them yet. But this week, I'll listen to them, and we'll talk about it on the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Oh. Oh, 
Spoilers, man. Spoilers. But so let's move on. Uh, really, only one new song kind of stood out for me that came out this week, and that came from the band Crosses. Did you listen to this song or no? No, I I I saw it multiple times today, and then for, I still forgot. <laughs> it's fine. Yep. It's called the the new song is called Goodbye Horses. Uh, this is the first song they put out in maybe almost ten years now, maybe eight years. It's been a long time. Uh, it's the singer from Deftones. It's one of his other bands. And the first two EPs, which became one full album, those songs are just fucking phenomenal. They're so amazing. And this one is just not very good. It's just, <laughs> I just don't care. And I was very disappointed. Very, very disappointed. I, I, I don't know why. Just very boring. But mm, I you, think you, all, you think all Chino, yeah, you think yeah. all Chino stuff is boring. So Except for Adrenaline. That's the only album that you like. Oh, so good. Part of. <laughs> that album is great. It's great. I was just talking to somebody the other day who's at the who's who's at the bar and he was a big August Burns Red fan and big BT Bam fan and then we got into Deftones somehow mm-hmm. cuz he was talking about the Deftones the Deftones and then I told him I, just, I, I don't get it I don't I don't like the band and I said there's one album that I like and he and he was like oh it's probably like and he listed off everything besides Adrenaline it was like no I the only album I think is good is is Adrenaline he said really that's like their worst album I said okay I see it. Oh my god I see what type of fan you are. You 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 just like bad music is what's going on. <laughs> did you tell him that too? Yeah, of course I did. You know, fuck this, this guy at the bar. You give a shit. <laughs> People like the honesty. <laughs> yes, they do. They, they always do. Oh, the last night. Like and the last night I got in a big fight with everybody there. Everybody was against me when I told them that Big Boy was 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 a, the better part of Outcast over oh, over Dre. Totally true. And everyone's like, you're crazy, that's insane. And I listed off like fucking 10 reasons why I thought that. It's like, give me one reason besides you think he just sounds cool that, that Dre is better than Big Boy. Not one, not one fucking reason. Yeah, it's true. It's fucking it's true. Because chokes. there are there are no reasons. He just sounds cool. He sounds cooler. Just uh, audibly, he just sounds cooler. I get it. But come on. Yeah. Get deeper. So then I told him to listen. I said, listen to Sir Lucius Leftfoot. Listen to Big Boy's debut album. And then listen to... Dre's half of Speaker Box Love Below. I can't remember which half it was. Speaker listen, Box. Yeah. Then listen, listen to speech, Speaker Box right after, and then come back and still fucking tell me that he's better. There's no way. <laughs> you'll fall. I know. You'll fall. Yes. I, I like. Right. I like being controversial. I know you do. I know you do. Even just just to be an ass, you like to do it. But it's not even to controversial. I'm just. I'm always just. I'm always correct. I'm always right. Well. So that's. I guess it's not really you're controversial. Wrong. You're wrong like half the time. I like opening people's eyes. I'm like Morpheus. Like you, you can start calling me, calling me Morpheus. All I, all I do is show you the door. <laughs> you got to walk through it. That's all I do. I would never, ever call you that. <laughs> <laughs> what a dumb name, too. No, Morpheus. it's not. It's so cool. Uh, Morpheus. J- Justin, Justin named one of his cats Morpheus. Oh, it's so cool. <laughs> when I first met him, that was his cat's name was Morpheus. That cat's got big shoes to fill. <laughs> Justin always comes up with cool names for animals in his car. His his his, his uh, when I met him, he had a, a Ford Explorer, and it's na- he named it Copernicus. Copernicus. <laughs> That's what he named his fucking Ford Explorer. <laughs> I loved it. It was so funny. Yeah. <laughs> it's cute. It's good. Oh man, what a funny guy! I miss that guy. Yeah, All right, I don't miss him let's. Much. Um, I know you don't. <laughs> <laughs> I just I, I didn't miss Justin. <laughs> oh shit! Okay, let's move on then. Let, let's wrap it up with our top fives of, of the year of 2021. Yeah. So we're gonna do our top five uh, episodes of the pod. 
uh, our top five vinyl pickups this year and then our top five albums of the year. So I think we should start with the top episodes of the pod and then vinyl and then albums. Sound good? Yeah. Okay, so let's start with number five of our vinyl. Our, our top f- No, I'm, I'm sorry. Number five of our top five episodes. Go. Uh, number five for me was MIA when we did MIA. Oh, that was a good one. Yeah, that was that was cool because I had only listened to like one, maybe two of her albums, and they were all really, really good. And some of them were in different directions than I thought, and it turned out to be fantastic. And I loved, I loved that week. It was really awesome. It was a good week. Yeah, that was a fun one. That was a really, really fun one. Go check that one out, everyone. Good time. It turned me into a fan. That's for sure. I even bought it on vinyl. You did. Bought Kala on vinyl. You bought a cool one on vinyl too. Yeah, cool variant and everything. You can still buy it. It's on VMP. But you need to you give me yours. Well, I'm not going to give you mine when one you already have it, and two okay, you just get it off. Then we can trade. Fine, you have it. I don't want to trade. You just Is said you wanted to trade. Mine's triple. Is yours a double LP? No, it's not. No, it's just double. It's <laughs> <laughs> like what? There's no way. <laughs> Um, so my number five for the year is, uh, when we did Kesha's Animal. Oh, that was a really, really fun album and a really fun week listening to all of her records because they were all good, different, very different between certain albums. And it was just, it was a blast and it was, it was a lot of fun learning about her and the music industry and kind of the shit she had to go through. And she kind of, she came out of it and for the better, honestly. That was uh, so that was a really it was a good one that was a good week, that was on my honorable mention list okay. was Kesha. All right, MIA was on my honorable mention was an honorable mention. That Kesha so, was a good one. That was a good episode. That was that was a lot of fun. So what do you got for number four? Sugar Ray, gotta put Sugar Ray on here. That oh, was, we did. Was Sugar Ray was this year? Yeah, there's. It was. You're right. Yeah, it was. It was. It was. It was. Yeah. Yep, Sugar Ray, and it's just that that episode turned into something just way cooler because the bass player. Ended up he like messaging him. us, and then we had a lot of exchanges with him, and he's a really cool dude, and he agreed with a lot of things that we said, probably all of the things that we said, including the stuff yeah. probably about Mark McGrath, but uh, didn't want to say that he agreed with it. <laughs> but um, it was I can't believe he listened to the podcast too. He listened to the rankings too. He listened to the rankings. Yeah, he listened to it and all. He listened- <laughs> <laughs> that and then, is so cool, man. And, and I think like you found out about his YouTube channel where he plays the bass on all of the Sugar Ray songs. So, yeah, he does a bit of playthrough and then he talks about each song. It was fucking cool to like watch him play bass on the songs that we had just talked about and stuff. And it was like, oh shit, I didn't even like realize it was that complicated for a Sugar Ray yeah. song. And Sugar Ray's good. Mm-hmm. Like they, lemonade and Brownies. That was the album we did, right? Lemonade yeah, we did Lemonade brownies. and Brownies. Yeah. But fuck, man, like that album and then 1459 and then Sugar Ray. Like those are just... Those are Those all three just fucking are great albums. I know. It's pretty unreal. Pretty fucking unreal how good those are. And how underappreciated that band is. For it's sure. It's such a shame. Absolutely. But Sad. then you get to like their last two records. Remember those? Those were pretty brutal. Those were rough. <laughs> yeah, those were... Those were rough. But first three, man, those are unreal records. Yeah. Unreal. Okay. So my number four is uh, JFA, Valley of the Yakes. This one was so much fun because I learned so much about the skate history of Arizona, which prior to you know this last year, and same with you, you probably didn't know even existed. So it was really cool reading about all that. And it's just really, they're a really great punk band of that era. And it's a great record. And it was just a fun episode to do. A lot of fun to talk about. So that one ended up turning out really good. 
good I episode. Felt. With, with yeah, very that was, that was with very little like source material, turned out yeah, to be a we, lot we, of we had a lot to of dig stuff. a bit. We had to dig a bit on that one, and then uh, the singer reached out to us too, didn't he? Yeah, Brian. Yeah, that was pretty cool. Yeah, so the, we've had a couple people from these bands reach out to us. That's super awesome. Yeah, because we're the best. So we are the best. We're, we're definitely the best. We're the best. Marley. All right. So what's your number three? Number three is Pantera. When we did Pantera, oh. that was a that was a really fun week, and even their glam era, nothing was bad. It was interesting, mm-hmm. but it was still wasn't bad. And it was really cool to hear Dimebag progress from being this fucking fifteen year old prodigy into a rock god. And above all else, it like reignited this this thing in me that has been absent for decades of me just wanting to listen to guitar solos and getting in back into just shredding and, and, and guitar driven music. And it's took long uh, enough. Dude, it's been like over 20 years, probably <laughs> maybe not 20 years. It's been like 15 years for sure. I've, I've hated That's guitar solos for so fucking long. And I, <laughs> I know, <laughs> <laughs> but but he did it. He brought me back into the world, and I that was a that was a fantastic week. That was such a good album. That was a good episode, and that was fun listening to all their bullshit in the eighties. He taught you how to be fun again. Uh-huh. That's what it was. Taught me That's how to walk, baby. <laughs> again. Okay, my number three is uh, when we did Thrice's album, Art- "The Artist in the Ambulance," uh, because one, I love this album to death. I. I and I was super stoked to do it and just to do thrice in general, just to listen through everything and see what you, how, what you thought of it all. And, uh, and I, the thing that stuck out to me the most when we did this episode was that how great Dustin's lyrics were. I never understood how great of a lyricist he was until we did this episode. And I was just, I was seriously blown away. Like lyric wise, the only two bands that have just surprised me beyond belief have been thrice. And then when we did a Trey use uh, suicide notes and butt kisses, <laughs> The, the lyrics from both of those guys were just so phenomenal. They were so good. But I, I, to this day, we haven't done a band with lyrics as good as Dustin's. Because he, it's not just he talks about love. And he, not, it's not that he just talks about love, but the way he like references different things in society and, and biblically and, and all this kind of stuff. Nothing can kind of be taken at face value and... I just thought he he was fantastic, and that's really why this is my number three because I, I was just so blown away by his lyrics, and it was just a fun discussion and talk and about their music and their history, which has been so varied throughout the years, and how much you hate some of it. It was good, great times. That's funny because the last time we did thrice before that is when I was starting was to move to Arizona. Yeah, we I remember we did it. We did that episode in your garage in the middle of summer. And we only had a fan going in your garage. It was probably like 110 degrees in your garage. I think it was purposefully. We like we, we said, let's just fucking do it in the garage. Let's see how horrible this is. I think it was that. And because people were over at your house. like Or like Tammy had come over too. So they were hanging out inside. And we didn't <laughs> want to be. And then Sloan was home. So we couldn't do it in his room like we used to. And so we're like, fuck, let's do it in the garage. And it was so fucking hot. <laughs> Yeah. But that was a good episode too. But that was very. That was so long. I mean, that was <coughs> definitely in the old days. But so I remember long gone. I remember what I was doing when I first listened to Identity Crisis. Is I was going to the post office mm-hmm. in Cyprus, and I remember listening to it. And then just instead of going into the post office, I had to finish up uh, the what's the Phoenix song? Phoenix Ignition. Yeah, Phoenix Ignition. 
because I was like halfway so through good. it, and I I had already parked, and so I finished listening to that song, and then turned the car off, and then went to the post office, and then came back out rather than stop at mid song because I was like, holy shit, this is a really really good album. <laughs> that w- that first record is so amazing. It sucks that the band hated so much, but that's that's just stupid. They're stupid. <laughs> dumb. They're dumb. Silly boy, silly boy talk. Yes. Really. All right, so what do you got for your number two episode of the pod of the year? Number two episode of the pod was the first album we did in 2021. Which was what? Against me. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Against me. This was... <laughs> dude, this was That was a shocker for me, fucking man. Fucking mind-blowing. I actually listened to... I have two Against Me albums, my my top two Against Me albums, and I listened to both of them the other day Just because I still love... At least just those two albums, but... When we did Against Me and we had decided first off to do their, I think it was like their first album, Reinventing Axl Rose. Yeah, yeah. And because that was the only thing I've ever heard by Against Me because friend of the pod, Matt Matt Hines, used to like him a lot. And I only heard a couple songs. Let's just do that one. And then you suggested we do a different one. And luckily it became like my favorite Against Me album. And it's, it's a perfect fucking album. And it's unbelievable as far as like, the lyrics go, I thought that just slayed. I thought it just absolutely killed it. And you could hear like the beginnings of Laura Jane Grace in that album and how she's going to like progress in her life, in her career and just like the music scene in general, what she's going to do and change. And you could hear the beginnings of it in searching for a former clarity. It was an unbelievable album that I could not, I still to this day, like listen to it almost weekly because I just cannot get over how amazing it is. (laughs) <laughs> I, dude i'm telling you man this is like this one and then one of my honorable menchies i like the velvet underground is, is, is an honorable menchie for me like those two things okay. i was i was just i was just fucking absolutely blown away blown away by how great it was <laughs> oh man I, I i still don't understand the the appeal of against me i just, i don't <laughs> get it man i don't i don't understand it, especially that first record and I will never forget this, putting that, that record on. And I remember exactly where I was when I was driving. I was driving out of Savvy Ranch and driving home from there. And, and I got through the first song and I, I, I was at a stoplight and I texted him. I said, I said something like, like, do you really want to do this? Or I, I'm shocked that this many people like them or I'm shocked that people like them this much. Or I said something like that. I just, I could not believe it. It's terrible. That first <laughs> record is terrible, man. I mean, I don't, I don't understand I, it. I think it was just her voice at the time. It was just, it was, it was gritty and and kind of just purposely bad, which, almost. which is fine, which is fine. But the music didn't back it up. The production on it was just terrible, which could be fine too. But there, I just all around there was nothing that to me that was really that great about it, or it's good at all. No, I mean, I I agree. That's why I don't I. I'll never buy it on the vinyls. And I've I've seen it before too, even like cheaply in like the, the yeah. $20 range, like original pressings that I, I don't want to buy because I have the two that I want and I'm good. But so you damn, have dude. searching for four more clarity and then, and then transgender dysphoria blues. Oh. What was the one I liked that you hated so much? Oh, white lines or something. It was called like new something, new wave or something. New. Well, yeah. I think it was new wave. Yeah. Ugh, yeah. Fucking trash. I was thinking the alkaline trio one. <laughs> Oh God! Um, the Aquaman Trio better not be your number two or one, because <laughs> of the ballads. I don't think we we've matched up on anything yet. No, we haven't. Mm-mm. Oh, that's weird. Maybe we will. 
Um, so my number two is when we did the Mars Volta's De Laos in the Comatorium, because just the lead up to that, obviously because Mars Volta is one of my favorite bands. And then, you know, I had gone out to your house in Arizona specifically for the box set that was being shipped to your house. So we were waiting, remember the whole weekend we were waiting for the box set? Yeah, we're formulating plans on, on where we could drive to like Phoenix and intercept this package that Cloud Hill so horribly, horribly fucked up. Yeah, they dropped the ball so hard. And then not only that, but we got to deal with a friend of the pod, Skip. Yeah. So he, he phoned in from Birmingham, England, and uh, he did the podcast with us. And it was a lot of fun, like trying to decipher the ridiculous lyrics from Cedric. And it was just it was just a ton of fun. Just that entire weekend was fun. And having a friend on because skip's always a good he's a great guy to have on the podcast because he knows so much and yeah. he, he can dish it out just as much as we can to each other so that makes it a lot of fun too and then the one thing that stands out to me a lot which i think about almost i think about it almost every day was when we were doing the rankings <laughs> he called he called the album francis the cuck <laughs> and that was the first time we had ever heard that and we were just fucking floored we were dying <laughs> it was because so it came out of nowhere it is so funny but it came out of nowhere I just didn't expect it from from Skip at all. That's right, because yeah, he, when he, he called ranked, it Francis the Cuck. He ranked Francis the Cuck pretty low, and then he put Amputecture yeah. as number one, right? Yeah, him and I had Amputecture at one. Yeah, you're both stupid idiots, dum dums. <laughs> I think he had Francis at three. I think it was I think it was Amputecture, Delouse, and then and then Francis, and then Goliath after that. Mm. I don't know. Yeah, that was that was a really fun one, and we had a blast doing that one. So. Yeah, that was. A I good just remember one. being very fucking hot in your in that room, though. Fuck, I was dying. Well, yeah, because the fucking With the projector on. <laughs> it's because the goddamn the house is so fucking big that it doesn't circulate well, and so the yeah, AC it, just doesn't come into here. So I have to have I have all these fans placed, and even then I keep it real dark in here, and even then it still gets fucking hot. But I can't nothing yeah, I can do about it. Yeah, and then you have the projector going, which emanates so much heat. Yeah, spews heat, <laughs> and I'm not about to fucking. Put the AC on like Star Wars. 70 degrees and have my $600 bill every single month. Nah, I'm good. I'll, I'll, I'll sweat it out. That's what we did. That's what we did. So uh, so that was my number two. What do you got for your number one? Number one, JFA, baby. There you go. There you go. <laughs> dude, this episode was so good. Oh, my great. God. I cannot believe. I just, I did. I read so much because I've been to these places that now do not exist. Like, I've just... Whenever I go somewhere new, I just drive around for hours and days just to get a feel of like the city, the layout, where things are, how things are. And I just, I've been to a lot of these places and then going to a lot of these local bars like the Yucca Tap Room. And I'm always just curious. So I ask him, like, hey, have you ever been to whatever? I don't remember what the names are now, but whatever the skate spot was back in the day for these guys. I say, hey, have, do, you, do you ever hear of this spot, like the, the tunnels? And like, oh yeah, dude, those closed down in like 2002 or whatever. And then it's, it's like, oh cool, that's like JFA used to play like concerts there during whatever else skated and shit. And it was just really cool to see or to learn about this like underground punk slash skate scene that existed in a fucking desert. Yeah. And I still to this day I nowhere. don't understand. I just don't get how that how skate culture and really like surf culture permeated like the border into arizona from california i just don't understand it without it like the internet or anything it's so fucking bizarre yeah like why that i don't i don't get it and all these skate parks that existed out here and a lot of them don't exist anymore 
but there's still like a lot of skate parks out here and and, and I go like run at one of uh, the parks like I jog around the track and there's a, a massive skate park with like a 15 foot fucking concrete bowl that I never see Jesus anybody drop Christ. in because it's a fucking 15 foot concrete bowl <laughs> yeah <laughs> and and it's just cool to see like like a new generation of, of kids out there skating and you know all the kids throwing their little beer bottles trying to hide it and they're all smoking their little cigs and it's like hell yeah that's a skate park, baby. That's a <laughs> yeah. skate park. Love That's it. That's being a kid right there. Love it. Love, Love it. to see it. And it's always packed. And I just, that was a really cool, it was a really cool episode. And God damn it, JFA are just so fucking good. And they were like 15 and 16 years old. That's what pisses me off the most. I know. Fucking ass. That one record with where they're on the cover, I, I, I was shocked at how young they were. Unbelievable. Yeah, it was, blew me away. And they're so fast, and they were they were really tight for being that fast. Like yeah, normally, we we hear these punk groups that are that fast, and like we like we kind of make fun of them like they're about to fall apart because yeah. they can't keep that up. But JFA did it song after song after song, and then slowed it down immensely to do like a surf rock punk song. Yeah, that was the weirdest thing. Was the surf stuff? <laughs> straight surf. It wasn't even like Dead Kennedy surf. It was straight surf. Like how the hell? I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't. I don't understand it. I don't. Were radio stations out here playing like surf me? I feel. Like, I feel like they'd be playing like a lot of just country out here. That's what I would think too. Yeah, it would be all country. Bizarre. Uh, who knows? It was. Knows? It, it was really bizarre, and still to this day, I think it's so weird. Because yeah. still, even yeah. uh, just just the, the music culture in Arizona is just a, a a grain of sand compared to what is in California. Not even California. Just Orange County. Orange just County. Take yeah. Orange County. <laughs> it's just a, 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 a dash of salt in, in the grand scheme of things. So it's just, uh, it's cool. It was cool. It was a good episode. Good Great time. episode. All right. My number one uh, stays within the punk genre as well. And that is when we did Black Flags Damaged. Oh. Yeah. This one, this one changed, changed a lot for me because I was never, I mean, I liked this album Damaged and that's why we did it, but that's all I had ever really heard from them. And, uh, and I was just blown away and I was, became, after this, I became a huge Rollins fan. I think Henry Rollins is, I think his lyrics are fantastic. I think his spoken word stuff is great. And I'm not even a spoken word man at all. <laughs> and I thought, it, and everything I heard from spoken word wise within the band, I thought was fantastic. No, obviously not on this record, but no, it's great. And their history, I think is so fascinating. Like their early history and up until they broke up and how short of a time they were a band where Rollins was in the band. Yet they put out five records and uh, several EPs. It's pretty crazy. I'm, and then what, what was it, like the three-year gap where they did nothing because they were being sued? Yeah. And then they came out with like four records in two years or something, some shit like that. And every single something record ins- was good. insane. Like everything yeah, they, they did, they even up good. until the, their last one was good, really good. Yeah. And then even when they had the difference, when they had uh, uh, Ron Reyes and uh, Des Cadena. Oh, and um, what's the, Keith, not Keith Morris, what is the Circle Jerks guy? I can't even remember his, I don't name, remember but his name. Even those those first three EPs were really good. That was a, that was a fun week and got me super into them. And I started buying their stuff on vinyl or the stuff I really liked on vinyl. It's good. I was a huge fan. That was a fun episode. Learned a lot, which is always fun. I like learning a lot when we do these certain pods. So yeah, it's good stuff. So good that's stuff. all I got for my my top episodes. Do what are your what are your honorable mentions? Well, like I said, Kesha, Velvet Underground, but then also Limp Biscuit. That was a fun one because the that album that fun. we did was really good, and then yeah. Outcast. Outcast was 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 amazing. All right, so some of, some of my honorable mentions uh, when we did Aqua, we did Aquarium. That was a lot of fun. 
uh, MIA's Kala. That was a lot of fun. Uh, when we did Poison, even though we hated it so much, that was still like a fun episode because we talked so much shit. And then also when we did Deep Purple, that I really liked oh, that I one. It was a lot Deep of purple. That was a lot of work, but it was it was still very interesting learning how like mundane of a band this was when they put out such great stuff. Yeah. So that that was that was a good week, good episode. So those are my honorable mentions. Okay. Uh, let's move on to our top vinyl pickups of the year. Let's start with your number five. What do you got? So I, th- these are these are in the same category. They're tied because uh, so I'm the Avalanche the album Dive and then BT Bam Colors Two. Oh, these okay. are these are the same for me because this is like the first time I think in my life that I've held out listening to an album until I got it physically. Whether it be like <laughs> CD, I guess CD would have happened a lot, but I don't remember that stuff that much. But like this in my in my, in my more adult life, I held out mm. so long for I Am The Avalanche, like almost six months. I know, that was a long time. I held out for this one just because I wanted to hear it for the first time on vinyl for the first time ever. And then BT Man Colors too. I held out in this one and, and finally listened to it on the vinyls for the first time. And it was... It was cool. It was it was really cool. It was a fun experience. It kind of gave like a physical aspect to a to an audio medium, and mm-hmm. it, it's it kind of just reinforced like why we do this stupid ass hobby. It, it gave it gave credit to why we do this stupid ass hobby. <laughs> so those th- those two are like my number five favorite uh, pickups. All right, all right. So my number five is. Um it's it's an album I already had, but I got an uh, older copy of it, and that was Metallica's Kill 'Em All. I got this. This is uh, this is my number five because one, it's the Mega Force copy, which is mm. very hard to come by, the original, and also because of how I got it. The whole story of you know finding this guy on OfferUp, going driving like almost two hours and then three hours home to pick up this fucking vinyl lot that was ended up being a great fucking deal. And getting a bunch of great stuff, but this is like the coolest find in there was this Metallica Kill 'Em All, this Mega Force copy. This and the Skrillex were like my two, the two best things to come out of that lot. Still unbelievable. So, <laughs> I know it's so good. Two wildly different bands too, which makes it even cooler. So yeah, my my Mega Force copy of Kill 'Em All from Metallica. I love it. It's it. There's a little bit of surface noise on it, but I don't give a fuck. It's cool as hell. <laughs> so there you go. It's my number five pickup. What do you got for number four? Uh, number four is this band called Rangda. This this was a, a subscription that I joined from Six Hundred Six Records in like Chicago during like the the lockdown and stuff because we couldn't go record shopping. So I paid them twenty bucks a month, and then I told them what I like or what I was interested in it per oh, month. Oh, this that's like, yeah. And they'd send me just just fucking random records based off of what i liked and i i i would i was hoping that it was just some guy who was curating this stuff because i would send him like detailed shit and so he sent me this 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 group called rangda and it's like it's like surf and i brought him to the pod once and it's like Mm. surf psychedelic rock music it's all instrumental and it was it was it was really amazing and it's just three guys and so this spawned like this really deep dive into like this this psychedelic rock but more so in the newer in the newer decades like mm-hmm. the past 15 20 years 
And so then that's when I started going to like double nickels and hiding things and then listening to them and see if I liked them. <laughs> and now I have this, this huge collection of really fucking cool psychedelic instrumental rock, like, like band, like earthless and, and things like that, that are just so good. And it all started from like this one, from a, me taking a chance of a, of a record store in Chicago, throwing them 20 do bucks. Do still do that? I don't know. If they, I, I don't know. Honestly, I, I stopped doing it once we started record shopping again. And I don't know why I stopped doing it. It was only 20 bucks. And like everything I, I know, got from I, them was always really good. I don't know why you stopped either. That is, it's weird. It's sad. It's, I, 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 should, I should go back. If they, if they still have it, maybe I'll go back because they, they always did me good. They always did me good. <laughs> good. Good stuff. But yeah, that was, that was cool because it, it, uh, it kind of like spawned like a different because I was already kind of in the psychedelic genre, but more so mm-hmm. of like the 60s, 70s era. And then it jumped with Rangda all the way to like the 90s and 2000s and today. And so, oh, this shit still exists. And it's just as good as it was. Awesome. Mm-hmm. So that was fun. That is cool. That's awesome. Super awesome. Now, my number four is uh, it's a bootleg, but that's okay because... Me getting an original copy of this is probably never going to happen because they go for upwards of three to five hundred dollars, and that is uh, AFI's "Sing the Sorrow." Uh, got this bootleg from you. You got it from the record show, and luckily I got it when I did because the bootlegs are now going for like one hundred fifty, two hundred dollars. That same which is one, insanity. The same one, the same exact bootleg. Yeah. What? Fucking stupid. Yeah, but you got, but I got it for fifty. I just saw it at Grace the other day. Seriously? Yeah. No, this shit's going for 150, 200 on on eBay and and Discogs. The day I oh, texted no, you about I don't think it's selling Discogs. Fucking Soundgarden or whatever I texted you that day. I saw it that day. Yeah. Maybe How should... much were they selling it for? 50? Same price. Yeah, 50 bucks. Why don't you just get it? What? It's I'm a like solid I don't record. Know, 50 bucks, but the solid record. You're never going to get an original. They're never going to repress it. It's just not going to happen. Cuz this is a band who hates all of their music. That's true. Unless it's their new album. They they hate everything that they've ever put out. And they're never going to repress it. It's just not going to happen. Got to do it. Mm. So I guess I guess the, the the bootleg is identical to the original. And some people say it actually sounds better than the original. The only fuck up is that the insert inside is a picture of the band on their burials tour, which was nice. like 12 years after, uh, or no, maybe like 10 years after this era of the band. So that was the only fuck up on the whole the whole pressing. But otherwise, it sounds it's a, it's a little bit quieter than a lot of my a lot of my records that I've listened to, but it's still whatever. What are you gonna do? Hmm. It's for a record I'm never gonna get again. I enjoy it. I do. I, and, it's, and it's a color variant. It's red. I did see an original at the record show. Remember? Oh, you did. How much was he selling it for? It again? was like five hundred dollars. Yeah. Fuck that. Fuck that noise, man. And he was in. Like, he was a cool dude, and he had a bunch of really good pressings that were really early for a lot of money he had juturna also that he wanted way too much money for but he was he was really nice and i was like dude like you know this is crazy right so yeah some people buy it and sure as shit somebody fucking bought it <laughs> god damn that's so dumb it's just so dumb i remember it was like maybe a year ago the guitarist from afi posted on his instagram that one of the, like a fan had reached out to him saying that he had found an original copy of Sing the Sorrow at a garage sale for two dollars. Oh, yeah, for two fucking dollars. <laughs> what are you doing? I know. That's crazy. That's, 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 that's ridiculous. Like, dude, literally just two minutes on the internet 
You know what I mean? Like, come on. I know. Come on. Some kid bought it for two bucks. <laughs> I hate that kid. <laughs> uh, all right. What do you got for number three? Uh, number three is my Bayside, Killing Time. This is oh okay. I, I this is this is my favorite Bayside album for sure. A lot of nostalgia with this album and me and Renee when we first met. Like we played this constantly because it came out, and this is when we saw Bayside like fucking almost ten times in one year. Just saw them every chance Jesus. we could, and I got a Daft Punk album, their Discovery album, and I bought it on Craig on offer up for like twenty bucks, and then I came across another one in a lot that I bought, which ended up being like a free copy. And so when I traded a guy online, cause this Bayside one was going for like $80 or a hundred bucks. Oy. And I was like, yeah, I'll trade you this Daft Punk for, for this. And he's like, Oh, hell yeah. Cause obviously he wanted to resell the Daft Punk probably for like 120, 130, which is what about what it goes for. Jesus. So I got this, uh, I got this Bayside for, for free and it was super, I was super <laughs> stoked about it cause I really do like this a lot. And it comes with all like the B sides they did and the acoustic versions and it's a double, it's colored. It's an amazing pressing. It sounds fantastic. And I, I was super happy because it cost me nothing. <laughs> <laughs> of course, of course, it cost you nothing. <laughs> fucking trading everything, you, like trade them up, baby. It's like we live in the fucking eighteen fifties or something, you know. Barter, 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 yeah. barter. Like Mark Leonard, you know, that's all he does now. Hell yeah! <laughs> <laughs> all right, my number three is uh, is Slipknot Volume Three, this original oh. versus. I had to put this one on here, one, because it's a, it's a great record, but the whole kind of story behind it is just so stupid. So stupid. And I know that you love it. You love the story oh God, so much because... so stupid. Because <laughs> I, I was such a dick about it. So, I mean, we've talked about it on the pod several We're times. We're going to talk about so. it again. <laughs> at the record store that I frequent, that I, that I, I collab Uncle Aldo's with, attic. With, with the record store owner, and we're friends. Yeah, he's a cool we're, guy. He's a cool guy. We're on a texting basis. And yeah. and the guy that was selling it wanted two uh, two twenty five. Yeah, he had it up on the wall at two twenty five. Two twenty five. And then I made it. I in passing to you, I said, you know, I'd get that if it was like if it was a hundred bucks, I'd get it. So then you immediately you go up to Desi and you're like, so he, he'll take it for a hundred right now. And then Desi texts the guy. And then how much did the guy text back? I don't. You tell the rest of the story. Yeah. So, dude, first of all, you offered less than half. Which is a complete <laughs> dick move. You offered what? less than half. Because like, I didn't think God. he would go for it. I didn't think he would go for it. So he, so he texts the guy. <laughs> and, and I've met the guy before, too. I've done record shows with him. And he's a really, really nice guy. And I, I knew he wouldn't be offended because he's, he's not that type of guy. He's the guy that sold me a lot of the JFAs for like half of what he wanted because he was so nice. And I was super like drooling at the mouth over him. <laughs> and so he, he messages back. Mind you, he wanted 225 Tyler offers yeah. 100 so he comes back with how about one twenty five, and immediately type nah too much too much. It's like dude, no hesitation. That would that's not even what a compromise is. A compromise would if he like if he would have came back with like how about one seventy five, how about one sixty. He came back with one twenty five, and you still just couldn't fucking pull the trigger. And you're like nah, embarrass me, embarrass my family, embarrass everything that I was about. So we leave. Yeah, we leave, yeah. And then here Tyler is, you know, frantically scrolling on Discogs. <laughs> <laughs> looking up looking up fucking the comps on Discogs, and the only thing that's even close to it is a picture disc, and it still goes for more money than that one. And so he has these second yeah. thoughts, and so halfway home. Mind you, this guy fucking, his, his shop's out in the boonies. It's not like it's close. Yeah. 
So we it's turn like around, almost thirty minutes away from. Yes, we got turn around, go back, and fucking with our tail between our legs, and then he goes and buys <laughs> it. And it's in like perfect condition too. It is, yeah. The, no nicks. The, the LPs themselves are just immaculate. It, it's a great pressing. <laughs> yeah, and then uh, yeah, what it was, yeah, I was I went on Discogs and I saw this copy it was going for over three hundred bucks. And like, <laughs> it was going for like I'd be, I'd more be than what he was not asking. To get it. <laughs> yeah, I'd be an idiot not to get it for one twenty five. Stupid. Yeah, I know. <laughs> that was that was a good one. That was good. That was a fun experience. <laughs> I felt like such an ass walking back in there, though. You should have felt like an ass when you offered him a hundred and then didn't take it. At I did. I did feel. I did feel like an ass, but I didn't even think he would like give me a like when when he when Desi texted him. I thought he wouldn't even give me a counter offer. I thought he would just say fuck off or just say no. It's it's firm. But so for him to even come at anything, I was just I already I already had it in my mind. I was already gonna say no. Because I thought he wouldn't even try to compromise, but whatever, <laughs> I got it. Holy. It's awesome. It's a great record. There you go. So, what do you got for number two? Number two is my Pinkerton Deluxe. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah, my Pinkerton I Deluxe. Need to get that one. That's uh, it's got everything. I don't like how it's sequenced, but it has everything. So, like, there's there's live performances they did. It's got all the B sides from the Pinkerton era, which some of them are some of their best songs. But the way it's sequenced is it'll go from like a live version and then it'll go to like a, a an acoustic live version and then to a studio song and then to like a pre-interview that goes into another acoustic song. So I don't mm. know why they just didn't do all of the the biggest B-sides studio-wise on one side and then go from there. You know what I mean? Yeah, that would make, that would have made more sense. Because now I'm listening to like three different versions of The Good Life back to back to back. <laughs> And I mean, it, that's a great song, but come on, guys, come on! Not three times in a row, yeah. But uh, it's a cool. It's it's four discs, and it's just it's so much fucking music. Wait, and it's four discs. Yeah. What the fuck? There was a lot of music from the blue era and this era, and they have a they well, have I knew a, that, but shit. They have a um. So like on CD, they they had a, a thing called Dusty Dusty Gems and Raw Nuggets, and that was yeah, I remember the that. blue era of all the B sides. But now they have a vinyl version of it. But that one goes for like hundred bucks too. So that's next next on my on my list. But I got this one for really cheap. Somebody had just posted it, and I had, I had just been on Discogs at the same time, I guess. And it, it goes for like one fifty, and they had just posted it within like fucking seconds. I saw it, and so I messaged him immediately because they wanted like one forty, and I asked if they'll do like <sighs> just one hundred and ten dollars with shipping out the door. And they're like, okay, and so they immediately paid them, <laughs> and they sent it out the same fucking day. Damn. And I'm, I'm, I didn't know it was four LPs. Dude, it's wow. massive. I, I have to use uh, the packaging that I get my outer sleeve from Big Fudge, like that plastic packaging. Yeah. I have to put it in one of those because it's so big. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> you actually put that in a plastic sleeve. I, so I have that in one of those plastic sleeves, and then I have my, my Tupac because that's four discs too, and that's too big for any sleeve. Because so, I always keep my Big Fudge ones because they're big and they're good for like little box sets. Yeah, yeah, that's that's what I put in there. But yeah, Pinkerton <laughs> Deluxe. Very very happy with it. And uh, I think the only thing now I would I would get is probably like some type of 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 MoFi quality. I don't think they ever did Pinkerton. They did Blue, but any type mm-hmm. of like high quality Pinkerton would be like the last thing that I would buy from Pinkerton. Yeah, that makes sense. It is your favorite record. It's the best record of all time. Well, it's not. But no, it's uh, fact. Okay. No. It might be top ten, but yeah, you know top it's top best. one for you too. Come on, 
<laughs> no. We all know Corn's Corn is number one. Without a doubt. Without a doubt. Now, if there was a MoFi copy of that, like a proper MoFi copy of that, I would for sure get it. Hey, the music on vinyl copy sounds really good. It does. It, it, I'm not complaining about that at all. Like I was so it, impressed with it that I went out and bought one also. Yeah. And you... I mean, you pretend to hate corn, but they're not good. I mean, I, I just, <laughs> I'm sorry, they're not good. Man. But that album sounds fantastic. It's so good. It's so damn good. All right, is that, is that all you got on Pinkerton? That's all I got. All right, so my number two is the Aqua record I got, Aquarium, their first record. This is a bootleg as well because the originals, even the picture discs, are going for four hundred plus. Mm. So. That's just straight up silly boy talk, and I don't I don't deal with silly boys. So um, I got this bootleg. It comes from straight from Russia, uh, from fuck uh, Machina Records, uh, right outside of Moscow, and um, it's a really nice yellow variant, bright yellow variant. It matches the the writing and stuff, and parts of the the cover, and it even has the B side, didn't I, on there at the very end, which is kind of nice, which is cool. And uh, and I was very wary about buying from Russia. I've heard a lot of bad stories about it. Uh, but then reading more about Machina Records, I guess like they have a really good reputation with shipping outside of the, that country. So I took the chances. I took the chance and I bought it. Took six weeks to get here. Took forever. And <laughs> he sent it the day he sent it. He shipped it the day I bought it. And then he sent me this Russian tracking number. So I watched it go all over parts of Russia. And then stop right at the border of Russia and like Norway or something like that. And then just it just did not move for probably a month. <laughs> and then eventually I was able to somehow I somehow found like the American tracking number through that Russian tracking number. And then I saw that it was sitting in England and then I saw that it was sitting in Pennsylvania. And then I got it like three days after that, after it got to Pennsylvania. But yeah, it was, I was kind of worried it was never going to come because I saw no movement for a, literally a month. I would check every day nothing I mean, just you, you, you bought it through paypal right yeah i mean yeah. it would have reimbursed me but yeah. still yeah. I, I wanted the record really bad and th- i mean for a boot i mean this i mean it sounds better than a, some of the records that we're, like actual official records i have so it's a great pre- it's honestly a really great pressing way better than i thought do you remember, especially for like an electronic album like this do you remember many months ago when they were pressing the aqua albums from russia yeah, and I tried to get one, and like the site just it wouldn't let you do it, right? They just yeah, it, PayPal wouldn't. PayPal every time I would try to buy it, PayPal wouldn't load. It just would sit and just constantly load and load, and it would never get farther than that. So I just gave up on it. Was that the same? And the same same company. It was yeah, Machina Records. Yeah, oh. but it was ordering straight through that website, and so I just gave up on it. And then a few months later, I was on Discogs seeing if I if there was like a cheap copy of this record of the real one and then I saw that they had posts for the bootleg one from Machina Records. So then I just ordered it straight through Discogs and it went through totally fine. So it may, I think it, it might have just been something with the, the Machina Records website. That's probably what it was. It, PayPal, Pay, PayPal probably flagged it because it was a Russian website. But because I did it through Discogs, it, it made it okay, I guess. So PayPal's that's too my, patriotic it, to order stuff from Russia. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's my theory on it at least so. probably true uh but yeah no it's great you should get one too they, they're still selling them so i'm definitely not gonna get one you're <laughs> such an idiot <laughs> <laughs> you're, so, oh, you're the worst mm. all right so what's your number one 
my number one, and this uh, I, I forgot this was this year because it felt like so long ago, but that's my toy page. Really? That my, was this year? My toy page was February wow. of this year. Isn't that fucking crazy? That is nuts. Holy shit. I, I thought for sure it was last year, but it was it was this year. And I thought it was an early early on record for you. I thought so too. But I mean we're just But still, you have everything written down, so you We're so Yeah, we're so new at this. And then I also just in our group chat or in our, our chat our text messaging thing, I just searched for Toy Page and then scrolled oh. down until I said, Look what I got. I'm like, oh fuck, that was this year. Wow. But yeah, just somebody had posted this on offer up and I just so happened to be on and within minutes I messaged him. He wanted like 80 or something and I offered him 55 or 50 or 60 I can't remember what it was but I offered him like less than what he wanted but I'll pick it up right now and he lived like 40 minutes away and he said sure Oof. so I immediately got in the car and fucking I was off and then for some reason he had the the seven inch the single oh yeah that just the one seven inch that and I, I still to this day I don't like the, because he had a lot of records and he still posts I follow him and offer up and he knows records so he, I don't know, because he, he claimed that it came with his record, and it doesn't. It didn't. That 7-inch only yeah, came with the other two 7-inches that completed mm-hmm. the Take Off Your Pants and Jacket. Exactly. It did not it come with no the one I bought from him. It did not. But I don't know. But whatever. He, he sold that to me for like five bucks. And he's like, you want this too? I was like, yeah, I want that. Give it to, fucking give it to me. Yeah. Well, then you give it to me. Yeah. <laughs> A little, little, I was, little pity prize. i was surprised two days ago i reorganized all my records and because i had to make room for some stuff and i was going through all my seven inches and i have a lot like i really need a case way more than i thought i have seven inches i totally forgot i had every time we're out here i tell you to buy one of these cases something like 10 bucks they're just they're hard metal they'll last forever and every time every time i see them here they're like fucking 50 bucks that's that's (laughs) insanity 50 bucks on that shit yeah so next time I'm out there, I'll, I'll buy one from Moldo. Oh, yeah, okay. I, I will actually do it this time. Okay, all right. So, all right, yeah, Toy Patch. I, I, I cannot believe that was still this year. That's It's been a, one, it's been a long fucking year, apparently, because I swear <laughs> that was last year. I, I could have sworn it was last year, too. But, um, damn, dude, what a, what, a, what a killer what a killer record. What a great variant. I, I, I wanted the seven inches at first because I, mm. the kids, it, it just, like, visually it looks cooler. But practically, but, but yeah, exactly. Practically, I want just two discs, one disc for toy patch and the other disc for all the bonus stuffs. And it works out so damn well. And we talked about a trade in the past couple of weeks. I don't, we I don't, have. Yeah. I, I don't think I can do it. I don't think I can do it. I don't even remember what the trade was. Good. doesn't matter anymore. What was it? Shit. I forgot what I was going to give you. Was oh, I was going to give you Skrillex. It was a multi-tiered trade. It was like. I think it was like Skrillex and one other thing for your toy patch. Yeah, you were gonna give me toy page, your toy page, and Skrillex. Oh, that's right, and Skrillex, yeah, yeah. So that you wouldn't be out a toy page, right? That's right. That's but right. I just—that's um, a great, that's a killer deal, man. That's it's not a bad way, deal. It really is. It's worth way more than what you paid for it. Well, I mean, it's not all about just what I paid, but well, also in the about end, that's what it comes down to. What it's worth too. Well, you didn't pay anything for Skrillex, so it's worth nothing. I paid like a dollar for it. Yeah, Let's get the fuck out of here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But in the, but in this instance, you'd be getting a record you really really want, the Skrillex, and you wouldn't even be losing your toy patch because you would be getting a toy patch. Yeah, but I'd be losing the so, bonus songs. You're missing six songs. Two of them you don't even like. Three of them you don't even. Three like. of them I don't even like. Yeah. So. Just, ah, just so keep dumb. thinking about it. Keep thinking about it. 
and then, then 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 the worst is like they don't they do them like Tom Mark Tom Mark Tom Mark the bonus songs, so they're not just like oh, the good yeah. songs and the shit songs. So I could just stop the record. But I have to listen to all of them. <laughs> <laughs> Pain in the ass. Yeah, that's annoying. Uh, okay, so then my number one, this one, this whole, just everything that went along with getting this makes it my record of the year and it's actually a box set it's the mars volta box set mm. all of their records and tremulant and and the unfinished demos and all that crap the box set from start to finish i mean nobody thought in a million years that they would be repressing this stuff especially as a box set and then surprise Khaled Hill wants to come in and rip you guys all off which yeah horribly so yeah so they uh, I, I did end up getting a box set and uh yeah, like we talked about, you know, we'd shipped it to your house and then, you know, I went out to your house four days because it says the box I was going to get there and I we did, literally didn't get it till like the last day and it was very scary. We were trying to figure out ways to intercept it at the post office or with a mailman or something. So we had all these plans in, in place, but it did finally come and it was, uh, it's great. And you know, I it's better than paying, you know, at the time Amputecture was going for like $130. Delouse is going for 400 France is going for 500 So, yeah, getting this all in one bundle. And they sound amazing. I mean, we listened to the we listened to this entire box set while I was there. So you got to hear it firsthand as well. But then you've also bought the represses since then. And overall, I mean, I you, you only had one issue with the represses, which you got a refund on. Yeah. So... I mean, this. I mean, what Clouds Hill has done with this has been great, but how they did it was a giant fucking shit show and very shady. So, yeah, it's one of the the worst things I've ever seen a business do, and the way yeah they handled the criticism was even worse. Yeah, I know. It's <laughs> it's unreal, truly unreal. It, it really, it, I can't believe it. So, and at this point, like there are a couple of Omar records and de facto records I want to buy, but. Now I don't want to because I assume they're going to release those on vinyl too. So mm. otherwise I would have bought a couple of these de facto already. Like absolutely would have bought them. But I can't believe we listened to the entire box set and pretty we much did, in like yeah. a day too. Yeah. we. I remember because that was when we did the pod that day. Yeah. So we, I think we listened to Tremulant and Deloused and then we did the pod and then we finished up the rest of the box set. Yeah. That was, that was a lot of Mars Volta. <laughs> it was great though. It was it was, it was pretty good. It was great. It was, yeah, I, I mean, okay. I I do remember Sloan loving it. That was I annoying. mean, he said it was so freaking good. So I don't know. Oh, and another uh, an honorable mention. Like this would have been in my top five, but I couldn't remember if I got it this year or if it was late last year. But it was the Smashing Pumpkins Melancholy box set. Did I get that this year? They had to. Have been I really this don't year. remember. Was it okay? Then this, this, that should have been in my top five. But you know, whatever. I, I kept it off. So well, you got a nice little discount on it too, for some reason. I did. I did That's get a nice though. discount on that. Yeah, you were so mad. You were so pissed. Because I was the one that told you about it. Like I'm doing their fucking job for them. <laughs> oh my god! Stupid and then we asshole. listened to the entire thing. We yeah, listened to the entire that thing. Was and you fun. loved it. That was fun. You loved it, but you were impressed by the packaging. Like you were impressed by the whole presentation of it. That was fantastic. Yeah, it was great. And then you even bought one yourself. And then once I called you out for buying it, <laughs> you went. You went and took it back. You you. 
took it back to the store. <laughs> Still, Dude, don't I saw know you how add it. Happened. I saw I you know. add it. You added it to your Discogs page. I saw I, it. I saw why it. would I add that? I must have I clicked know, on you like yours it. to because see how much it was going it. for, and then accidentally clicked it or something. No, you bought it. I would never. Dumb. So, what do you do? You have any honorable mentions on this one? No, I there's. I mean, these are like the the best of the best. I've I've gone through so much records this year. Yeah, that's true. It's crazy. That's true. I I'll, I have a couple honorable mentions. My at the, my two at the drive-ins I got relationship of command and in casino out. Uh, my JFAs that Nirvana in utero I got that f- plays at a forty-five. Mm. So good. My no effects coaster. Rage Against the Machine self-titled because of that whole story with that bin, and he gave it to me for free. So, so that's pretty awesome. And then the used record uh, from Revolver because that, that that pressing is just phenomenal. It's so fucking good. But that, those are my audible mentions. So let's, uh, let's wrap it up with our top five, our top five albums that were released this year. Mm. So what do you got? What do you, what's your number five? Uh, number five... This is kind of a new album, but there's a lot of lot of cool things going on with this. And I put I put I put T Swift on here. I put Taylor's version of Fearless. Did you buy that? No. No. Oh. Okay. Well, these are just the top five albums of the year. These are not. I know. I know. I know. I know. Because I don't own all these. <laughs> I know we're doing there's that. There's only 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 one of these I don't own, and that's because it wasn't pressed. Yeah, Limbiscuit. I know Limbiscuit's on there. Come on. Well, debatable. So yeah, T Swift, Fearless, her version. This was this was a this was a nice blow to like the big wigs in 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 the, in the record industry. This was cool. This was a a this this even though I'm pretty burnt out on Taylor Swift. This is this sets a nice precedent. This gives hope to musicians that have since lost or felt they've lost control of their music of their of their their prized possession of their life's work. This was mm-hmm. this was incredible. This was cool. I don't really like how she uh, charged so much goddamn money for these records, but fuck it. Yeah, it was over 40 bucks, right? <laughs> yeah, 40 bucks. Jesus. But, it, you know, fuck it. It's her music. She knew what the fuck she wants. But um, it's yeah, cool because... Crazy fans are going to buy it. Because now you can listen to Fearless, Taylor's version on Spotify. And now, hopefully, everybody and their mother will stop listening to the old version and listen to the new version so she gets the money. Because she's not making any money off the old version, so that's yeah, that's yeah. cool. And I, 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 um, I put this in my top five because I do think it is important. It's it's kind of like weird territory that hasn't really been done before. We're, we're in international waters here, so yeah. I'm I'm excited to see if if other bands start following suit. If we just see an entire collapse of the record industry, that would be cool too. So I don't know. I don't. I think it's it fun. would only happen if they own their masters, which Taylor owns. That's I mean, where she's smart, and most bands don't. They don't own their masters. But, but this is—I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen next. I don't know. I—I'm I, excited to see what next year holds. I hope that bands will start to speak up for themselves, as as far as labels, as far as even like pay-to-play shows, it, mm-hmm. chain reaction, everything. I don't know. Turn it all upside down, baby. Burn it all down. <laughs> you just want to watch the world burn. That's, just want to watch the world burn, baby. <laughs> so that was cool. I, I I did enjoy that ride. That was fun. Good for her. That was cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good stuff. All right. So this this was actually much more difficult than I was expecting because looking back, there weren't a lot of records that came out this year from bands I like or like even new bands that I discovered. You know? Yeah. Did you did you find that too? 
yeah difficult and then and then like the bands that did release stuff like the offspring dropkick they, it was all just like lukewarm yeah mediocre at best so so i th- this was tough but my number my number five is uh the newest afi record bodies oh boy so i i do i do actually like this i think it's a, new, i think it's a good record top five i do think this is a good record um and i have listened to it actually quite a bit i and it's grown on me it's gotten much much better with subsequent listens and it's obviously very different from what they were doing even 10 years ago but i really enjoy it i really dig it it's very kind of there's a lot of good catchy songs on here cheesy but but very catchy maybe you should give it another chance i don't know i probably will never do that because of how horrible it was (laughs) but it's my number five but like i said it's because there wasn't a lot of great stuff that came out this year. Yeah, my my five and four are are my fourth definitely. It's eh. but my top three for sure, like fantastic albums. Same here. My top three, amazing. I think our top three is going to be the same. Um. So, what's your number four? Uh, Van Weezer. Van Weezer. I, oh, really? Okay. I, I put this here because it was just they had just done the the OK Computer thing, whatever the fuck that was. And yeah, yeah. it was it was fine. There was really nothing like wrong with it. But then they threw out Van Weezer, and and this is the one that that we were kind of led to believe was going to be the OK Human, and the OK Human was kind of like a surprise drop. But everybody was really waiting for Van Weezer, like a a, a, a kind of return to form of of Rivers in his pre Weezer days of of shredding on the guitar, and. Mm. It's it's set up as like a joke album. It's set up as as like a, a Van Halen thing. Like they're gonna just play a bunch of kind of classic rock style tunes, and they do it really really well. Like this yeah, it's is a fun record. It is a very fun record. It's not like great. It's not like the best thing they've ever done, but it is refreshing. It's refreshing because of how much horribleness we've had to sit through. We've had to endure <laughs> with Weezer, and I just don't understand like the Teal album. Ugh. Well, it's a covers record. Awful, 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 awful. Like the Africa cover, that was a fun thing that they did. And when Weezer is being fun, outside of Pinkerton, because that was zero fun, but when Weezer is being fun, that's when they're at their (laughs) best. Just have fun, because you're a fun band. Like, you guys, they're not that great. Like, none of them are are virtuosos, except for Rivers, at their instruments. Mm -hmm. Just have fun. And Van Weezer was just pure fun. It was. So I was, I was, I was very delighted and good variant too. Nice, nice pink. Oh, that pink. Yeah. It's really nice. I picked those ones up from class house because I remember we, we were thinking about pre-ordering it, but then we didn't want to get burned. So we waited till it came out to listen to it. And then of course, you know, it obviously didn't sell out pre-order. So picked up one easily from glass house yeah. the day it came out. All right, so my number four is uh, is Every Time I Die, their new record, Radical. And um, this is, I mean, there's only one stinker on this album, and I can't believe how bad of a song it is. But outside of I that, remember. I mean, <laughs> yeah, you remember, yeah, it's, it's, I mean, it's like jarring how bad it is. Um, but everything else around that song is just, it's fantastic. It's what you expect from Every Time I Die. They, they consistently put out good music. It's just, it's never bad. So that's what I got. The variant's kind of cool. It's it's different than what I bought because the pressing plant fucked it up. So it oh, is yeah, I, I forgot I, about that. Yeah. It was meant to be like a like a really cool hot pink, 
but it ended up being like a like a clear splatter like not even close to the <laughs> what i got didn't they email you too and was like hey we yeah. fucked up enjoy your record <laughs> yeah yeah well Fucking it was assholes. that it was this record it was this record and it was um the uh the bt bam they fucked up that too but then but then i ended up canceling that Fuck because that shit because remember we, we we pre-ordered the second pressing that comes out in january but then i ended up finding him at what did i fucking find him i think it's port of sound no uh, yeah i think yeah, it was port of sound yeah it was port of sound and it was like a dollar more than what we pre-ordered for <laughs> yeah <laughs> and i could stupid. have it right then so. yeah dumb yeah very stupid so yeah every time i die i mean this is like i said if you know what if you like them you're gonna like this record if you haven't heard it yet it's great minus that one song so what do you got for your number three uh, number three, speaking of BT Bam, is Colors 2. My number three is BT Bam's Colors 2. This was... Really? Okay. Yeah, this was... Uh, I mean... Is it really your number three? Yeah, it it, it could... No, I, I, I can't put it as number two. Yeah, it's number three for sure. This is this is really, really good. And since this, I've, I've, uh, I've went back and I've listened to all of their discography... Starting from Alaska, I don't, I don't even fuck with their first two albums because that's not even mm-hmm. BT Bam really. So I, I, I start with Alaska and I listen to all their stuff since I've listened to this, and I've just been on this really cool like BT Bam kick, and I just, I, God, they're so fucking good, and I was just so impressed with this album because it's so different than Colors, but it's just a perfect continuation of Colors, and yeah. Is this why you had me get you the Great Misdirect? Yeah. From Glasshouse, because I, when I texted you about it, I kind of sent it as a joke, not thinking you would say you wanted it. I mean, it was forty bucks, but my that's, my, that's usually way too much for you. My my rankings of, of BT Bam have always been like Alaska's always been my favorite, just because that was my introduction to BT Bam. I think Angel think or Brian like Moore intro. was the one who like introduced me, and it was Selkies. Like Selkies is my favorite song that's by BT Bam, song. and that's just that was always like my introduction, but. Mm-hmm. Alaska, there's it's there's some problems with it. It's very rough. It's 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 their first album from the band. Yeah. But yeah. goddamn, dude, the great misdirect. Holy shit, that one and the parallax. Like that's. <laughs> I don't even know, man. This band is so fucking good. They're they're way too good, and it's just bizarre. Oh, and the other guy I was talking at the bar, he saw BT Band play at a local show here like four years ago. No shit. And I can't remember what the venue was, but it was somewhere in Tempe. That holds maybe like a thousand people, maybe like an old house of blues, like Anaheim. Shit. And he said there was like forty people there, like nobody was there. That's insane. And I, I, I was like, what the fuck? He's like, yeah. And the next night, I saw August Burns Red, and it was sold out. I said, how the fuck do you yeah, sell out August Burns Red, but BT Bam nobody shows up? <laughs> and that really irritated me. And then we got into the Deftones thing. That's why I was so rude to him because he pissed me off. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever seen BT Bam? Yeah, we saw him. Uh, we saw him at Ozfest, right? Yeah, and okay. I I brought that up too because my my the guy that owns the restaurant I work at too he really really likes BTBM, and he's seen him a bunch of times. And I mentioned how we saw him outdoors, and I was like, dude, they are not an outdoor band. He's like, I know. I I think he was at that same show too, and it's just they're not an outdoor band just because no, not at all. That's not the right venue. It, they're not a band you pass by. And just listen to like one song because it's a continuous show. And they put together these kind of like prog rock type shows, like as if they were Jethro or as if they were Kansas. They're putting together a show and not just a bunch of songs back to back to back. So yeah. at a festival, you know, you 
buying a beer and you hear something, oh, that sounds kind of cool. Let me check that out after I'm done buying my beer. That's not really the, the type of venue you want to see BT Bam at. No. And you you need the light show and the all that kind of stuff, too. Yeah, same with Circa. It adds a lot. So the, yeah. a, a lot of these bands rely on the show aspect, and, and BT Bam is for sure one of them. But Colors 2 was amazing. I, I absolutely love it. It is very good. I'm, I've listened to it several times, too, since it came out. It's great. So my number three is Turnstiles Glow On. Uh, this is this is a tough one to put this low, that's, and it that's only is low. it's only my number three because I cannot stop listening to my top two. Like there, I think my my top three are just all equally just as good as as each other. But it turnstile does this turnstile doesn't have as much replayability as my my two and one. That's really all it comes down to. Otherwise, dude, this record is is just blows me away blew me away the first time i heard it because it doesn't sound like anything they put out but it's still it's still amazing it's very few bands can do this to can do what they do on this record so it's fantastic so glow on is my my number my number three okay so what do you got for number two? Limp Bizkit, baby, still sucks. Still sucks. Okay. Still sucks, and they and they do. They still suck. That was that was really really fun. That was amazing. <laughs> and it the only reason why it doesn't quite get like a perfect perfect score is because there are two songs on there. The acoustic one that I wish weren't. One is horrible. The other one is just eh. It's okay. Yeah. Yeah. But aside from those, like these guys are, they they have not lost anything. They have not no, lost not anything. All. They have not lost like the comedic aspect that they've been doing since the beginning. They have not lost how close they are playing music together. They have not lost any of the writing. It's like it's just a perfect... This could have been right after like $3 bill, y'all. Like this could have just been another notch in the old belt. I don't worry about And it, it's, just, it's <laughs> absolutely perfect. It's so great that they came back out of nowhere, trolled everybody for so long, still doing it, and just... Just shit on everybody that hasn't believed, hasn't been there since the beginning, <laughs> and still don't care. I know it's it's fucking great, man. Cause, it's cause amazing because they, they couldn't make a fortune off a box fucking set. I I don't know why they have not done it. They don't care. Well, fuck it, I don't care. <sighs> they make so much money. They would make so much money. Ah, oh, it's so frustrating because I want those first three records. I want all their records except for results may vary. Outside of that, I want everything that they put out because I have none. Zero, zilch, not a... Yeah, it's embarrassing. It sucks. It really sucks. I could have got Significant Other for $24 like I got yours. They, had, there... they had two copies. Uh, dude, one for me, one for you. I don't know why I didn't... I just thought, you know, it would always be there. So I didn't get it. We were, we, we were young then. We, we were, were young. Yeah, we were very young in the game. So, ugh, that sucks. So my number two is also Limp Bizkit. Still sucks. This one, uh, like like you said, it it's it's perfectly Limbiscuit. Outside of those two acoustic ones, it's perfectly Limbiscuit. And uh, uh, just even upon the first listen of it, you could already tell, you could already differentiate every song. Like yeah. none of them sound the same, but they for how whatever reason they all mesh so well together. But you instantly know what song is which after the first listen. They're just so distinct and unique to themselves which is really cool for a band that's been doing it for this long and has been shit on so much since day one that they could come out with an album like this it's it's truly a fantastic record it's so much fun i love it i i can't i mean i just 
I can't tell you how many times I've listened to this record since it came out. It's it, so damn good. Everything about it too is just it's it's so fun. Every single yeah. thing that they did leading up to it, like just it's so all the press it got, too. everything. Uh, it's it's freaking it's freaking amazing. It's so freaking good. It's so freaking good, man. I I really outside of those two acoustic songs, like we said, I this is like a this is a I don't did we give this a perfect record? I think we did, score? even in spite of those two songs too. <laughs> I, I think, think we so still too. did. We just did this like a month ago. Because yeah. one of those songs is like the closer and it's tolerable. The other one's thrown in there in the middle and at least you know what's coming after is like way fucking great. So you can yeah. you can stomach it. It's fine. <laughs> it's fine. But then the acoustic song, the last acoustic song, that w- that one's actually really good. The closer. Eh. I, I like that one a lot. Eh. It's very 90s, but it's good. It's so good. So what's your number one? Well, actually, I know what your number one is, but I'm surprised one of these isn't even on your list at all. So, uh, Yeah, number one is Turnstile Glow On. I mean, this was easy. I Right from the get-go, I, this was going to be my number one. This is my album of the year. This is so good. I This is this is the best thing that they've ever done, and it's because that they've because they've grown. They've grown, and they didn't need to, to please the hardcore fans. They didn't need to please the punkers. They didn't need to do anything except make a record that they all love, that they all wanted to make, because as you grow, you your your tastes change, and for mm-hmm. whatever reason, they all I guess change at the same time, and it's just this is incredible. I can I, I there's not many bands like you said that can change their style so dramatically, but still be like the same because yeah. there's still a hardcore punk band in this album. It's still there. They still go from this weird, airy, 80 sound into fucking black flag aggressiveness. And they, <laughs> they turn on a dime. And I don't, I don't understand it because it's fucking dumb and it shouldn't mix together. It, it shouldn't be a thing. And there's a lot of singing, and, but like, like singing, singing. Even like the bass player has that song where he kind of like yeah. sings and it's like 30 seconds and it's so fucking good. But it it's is. only 30 seconds. They just tease you with it. They don't want too much of it. <laughs> I, it's yep. it's an unbelievably well crafted album that I I still to this day I I I also listen to this one about once a week once every week and a half at most because it's mm-hmm. so fucking good. It is it it's remarkable that they 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 could have put out a record this unique, not not just unique as in general but unique to the to their band you know. It's so cool. That is so good. I just I, I I love seeing musicians grow into something else, even if it's bad. At least that journey of growing is fun. But when they grow yeah. into something better, that's just that's just unbelievable. It's remarkable. Really it good. Is. So my uh, my number one is something that's not even on your top in your top five, and I'm I'm actually very very shocked that it's not in your top five because this is stupid that it's not. Was the Offspring? <laughs> no, it's Angels and Airwaves. Oh yeah. Life forms. How is this not in your top five? You know, I thought about putting it. Did you forget? No. Did you forget it came out? No, because I, mean, I do have it in my honorable menchies. I have three of my honorable menchies. It's like we we gave that we did this record on the pod. You gave it a perfect three. We gushed about this record. I think that's his problem. And you even said this. It, this is like a top album of the year. You said that on the podcast. <laughs> I think and it's not even in your top five. <laughs> like, what is going on? What's going through your head? 
I do this every time when we when we do Angels and Airwaves. When we talk about Angels and Airwaves, I'm I get so tired of Angels and Airwaves until we do it on the pod, and then I get so excited for it because I oh shit talk God, I shit talk wooden toast so much, and then when we do it, I just get all girly and stupid about it. And I think <laughs> I think that's what's happening again here. And you bought the vinyl, like you you've listened to it a bunch. Oh like, yeah, what is going what's going on through your stupid head? I bought the vinyl three times. <laughs> I sold it twice, but no, you're right. I probably uh, that's. That's not fair. I I should have. It's not I, fair at all. I should have put it. You no. You're right. I should put that above BT Bam, and then that would knock off. It would I, knock off Taylor for I, sure. I'd probably knock off Van Weezer. I'd probably I'd leave Taylor, Taylor on there. Yeah, just because I okay. thought that was really cool. All right, all right, but still, I mean, that's just this album. This album just really exceeded all of my expectations. It no, that's true. Did. I, I, I mean, didn't I had think very low expectations for this. And I'm a big Tomman, obviously, big Angelsman, but I didn't have high expectations. And you know, it's just this was really fucking good. Every this is another one of those albums where every song you you already know you you could tell the difference between every song. Well, you've heard half the after fucking you songs over the past three years anyway. Oh, two of them, but <laughs> that's fine. Um. But th- this record, we we talked about it extensively on that episode, which came out like two months ago. So go listen to that episode because that was that ended up being a really fun episode as well. But man, dude, they he still got it. Tom still got it after all these years. Still killing it. Still killing the game. Well, it was a lot of low it. points on this record. No, in his career, from oh, from no, one until no. here, it was no, 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 no. It went from no, like high to immediately to low. All the way through, back up to high. The only good stuff were some of the EPs that had very electronic sounds to them. Uh, but I don't think it. he's had any low point. Tom? Maybe are we, like, are we talking about the same Tom? Maybe like Buddha. But that's about it. Buddha. Buddha's great. That might have been like that might have been like the lowest point for Tom. Buddha's better than Cheshi. <laughs> Fact. Do you say some some of the dumbest shit I've ever heard in my <laughs> life? Um. Okay, so yeah, that's my number one, Angels and Airways, Life Forms, the album of the year. Through and through, album of the year, great stuff. What are your, what are your honorable mentions? So I, I just got into this, this, this person this year, and that's Girl in Red. And oh, yeah, I remember that. I stumbled upon one of her vinyls and ended up loving it, but her first album came out this year. She just, other than that, she just put out um, like EPs and stuff. And oh. so this year, she put out her actual first album, and it was uh, If I Could Make It Go Quiet. And I never would have listened to this because I never even heard of this person. But somebody at the record show said it was really good and I should listen to it. So I did. And it was fucking great. And <laughs> I don't know. I really love it. So that's my first album I mentioned. The other one was going to be Angels and Airways. But, but I don't know. I, I think I got some sense knocked into you. I think I just like shitting on Tom. And then because honestly, every you. every time we talk about. Wouldn't tell. I, I always say, oh, it's stupid. I don't like it anymore. It's outdated. And then we do it on the pod. And it ends up being like a perfect album. And I love it so much. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't make any sense why you have this conflict. I don't, I, zero sense. It happens every fucking time. I don't get it either. But um, uh, anyway, Jeff Rosenstock, he released a ska album this year too. And Jeff Rosenstock mm. from Bomb the Music Industry. And he also was in a ska punk band. And the ska album, it's just called Ska Album. It's really It's really good. And Jeff Rosenstock, I've I've come to like him a lot because last year I picked up one of his albums from, I think it was from Rise or somewhere on Black mm-hmm. Friday. It was really cheap. And I was like, oh, fuck, I'll listen to this. Because I've heard of him before. 
and the punk news guys really like him a lot and he does a lot of stuff and he's really cool about giving back to the community and giving back to other bands and helping the scene in general and i've come to like him a lot they make yeah. good music so those are my honorable mentions okay cool cool so I, I just have two honorable mentions. One of them we talked about, which was Van Weezer. Actually, we talked about both of these already. Van Weezer is one honorable mention, and the other one is BT Bam's Colors 2. Colors they just, 2. They don't, I mean, I think Colors 2 would move up had I listened to it more, but I just need more time with it. That's the problem with it. You just need, you just need more time with these kind of records. It's true. So um, I, do have, I do have a major stinker that came out this year. Was that Dropkick? No, it is a Treyu's Baptized record. Oh. Dude, that album is fucking trash. It is so bad. It's, I mean, this is what happens when you kick out your, your lead singer and then you have really only clean vocals and like a backup singer doing the growls. <laughs> like it's just, and then you have John Feldman write, co-write all the songs with you and then you have Jacoby from Papa Roach sing a ballad with you. Like, it's just it's just all around man it's it's a fucking mess it's terrible and i guess like the band have said oh well alex the original singer like wrote some of the songs on here and it's like i don't give a fuck if he wrote some of the songs they're not fucking good like just they they're what they are now they're a jingle band that's what they do <laughs> they, they write they write well because that's what the the drummer singer does terrible like outside of a treyu that's that's how he makes his money is he writes jingles for like commercials and and sports events and shit like that because he's good at making those really bad jingles that these commercials want and that's essentially what he's doing with Atreyu now he's bringing that songwriting sensibility into the band and it just sounds like shit man and they're not even songs because I, I, I can go on and on about how upsetting it is that Atreyu have just gone the way that they have just a perfect example of just because you do something try something new doesn't make it good Oh God, I hate it. I hate this band. <laughs> Fuck it. I, I just feel so betrayed, you know? Betray you? Only band <laughs> I bet you betray <laughs> It's the worst. Oh my God. Anyway, that's that's all I got. Those are my menchies and my stinks. Okay. okay. For uh, for the year of twenty twenty one. I don't see next year being really that much better at all because there's like nothing coming out. Hopefully we get some surprise drops or something because yeah, yeah. I oof. might get a Pumpkins record next year, but I know you don't care about that. I literally do not. <laughs> Gonna get a Corn record, that's for sure. I get, oh my god, In February. Just keep I'm naming not even, off. I'm not. Just keep I'm not naming off bands I literally that. don't care anything about. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> not e- I'm not even excited about it because that new song sucks. Didn't you pre-order it? I did. You fucking guy. <laughs> 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 Oh, I did. I'm such an idiot. But that <laughs> song sucks, dude. It sucks. Anyway, that's all I got. That's all I got. You got anything else on this one? Nope, that's it. That's it. That's all. All right. Well, thank you all for listening. Go to Apple Podcasts, rate, review, and subscribe to us on their follow social media at Asinine Radio. Thank you all for listening. Stay tuned for the main episode because we are getting into the Transplants record in a war zone, and we're also going to rank all three of the records. So Beautiful. stay tuned for that, and that's it. That's all. Thank you.